I know I've made my wife a Packers fan because she texted me today about like being very upset that Jordy Nelson got cut, and it just made me very happy because I was also upset. But the fact that she found out on her own made me very happy. A little horrible transformation. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else would make a person a Packers fan. (laughs) How dare you? Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. What are we talking about, Dan? Zelda. Um, The princess? Well, the games. (laughs) But specifically... Damon challenged me why to to answer why they keep their money in pots. Yeah. And so I came up with answers. Ooh, Ooh okay. Go on. Wait, well, well, oh, let's no. talk. <laughs> we have a structure, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Forgetting. Uh well, let's talk about um do we want to pick a specific game? Let's just do like a general overview of what these games usually run I was going like. to say, like, the, the plot's always the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. So generally, so, you are playing a semi-silent dude, question mark, named Link, um, who is friends with sometimes and sometimes just trying to save a princess named Zelda, who is sometimes saving herself also from generally a big bad guy, usually Ganondorf. Correct. That's all correct. Yeah. yeah. Who is a like evil wizard? He looks like Slash a big old pig man. He does yep. look like a pig man. He looks like a like a Chinese New Year dragon, but if it were mean. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And standing up on two legs. And also not shaped like a dragon. And also not shaped like a dragon. And also shaped like a pig man. Other <laughs> <laughs> so, than that, you <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Um, and generally, to do that, you have to go traveling across a whole bunch of worlds and picking up new tools and stuff. And you pay for those new tools and stuff by picking up these things called rupees, and they look like brightly colored gemstones. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you find them inexplicably by cutting down grass or going into people's houses and smashing open all their stuff <laughs> and stealing it. Yep. yep. They tend to be just hanging out in pots in people's homes. Which is ugh, is rude, Link. Uh, so ratings real quick? Yeah. So, yeah. For, yeah, I guess for new listeners, uh, ratings are where we explain how familiar we are with the franchise. Yeah. This is a good episode to check in on that, I... this being the 25th. My, I will, ooh, this is going to be. I know, this so, one's a hard needle so to thread. So big. Let's talk about, okay, how many games have you played? Um, how, what's your favorite one? And, uh, and we'll go, we'll go with that. Like how many games have you played across the series, which is like 13 games long? I think I've played huge. five games to completion. Nice. Uh, my favorite one's Ocarina because it's the right answer. Yeah, it's um, Legend of Zelda, technically. Uh, Isn't that one? They're all Ocarina. Legend of Zelda. Well, I guess that's yeah. true. That one's Ocarina <laughs> of Time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Ocarina, because it's the right answer. Correct. Um, and for all of that, I'm only going to give myself a five. <laughs> like, that's fair. There's so many games that I haven't played a stitch of. There's so many games that I... 
have only like I vaguely know like the plot and the like the circumstance of it. That's where I am with the we one, the like Twilight one, Twilight where, Princess turn, is where you my turn jam. into a wolf. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Where I like I know it, ish. Sure. Yeah. So you'd say your number is a five? A, a five. Yeah. Okay, Dan. Uh, I'd give myself a four. Okay. I have played four of them, three of which to completion. Are you like We're looking angering? at you because you just anchored it. I absolutely anchored <laughs> uh, 100%. But I probably, I would not have given myself higher than a five, even if Damon hadn't gone first. Because um, again, I played four out of the literally more than 10, of which I've completed three of them. Um, Ocarina, which is the best. Majora's Mask and TP Link to the Past, which is what I call my Wi-Fi. It's actually just Link to the Past, but um, and yeah. So I mean, I know a good amount about it, but this is this is a pretty deep one, especially yeah. for a video game. Like, there's some we've talked about that are like book series that go really deep, but this is, I think, the deepest we've talked about for a video game. This sure. or Pokemon. Well, yeah, yeah. Pokemon seems like it. Hmm. Even still, like I th- just because Pokemon doubles up on plot. Like game each game. two games yeah. is one plot. Yeah. So this may be deeper. It's hard this, to say, yeah. but yeah. But so that, I, that said, like the game mechanic is generally the same. Like I feel like not like if you've played one, you've played them all, but if you've played one, you know, the characters. Yeah. And like, and yeah. I will say like, I'm probably be more knowledgeable than 70% of the people out there. Mm-hmm. Just given like my age and when I grew up and what I played. But, yeah. Like, you're right. In the there's, wheelhouse a lot of people out there who know this way better than I do. Yep. As per usual with everything ever, there's always <laughs> someone out there. It's always a bigger fish. Um, I'm going to give myself a two and a half. Um, again, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have an, any kind of Nintendo stuff growing up. I had a, a PlayStation and then a Game Boy Advance for a minute, which I mostly stuck to the PlayStation versions of games on Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I was big into Spyro. Um, oh. Good game. And I just beat the second one all the way through. Uh, but um, not like for 100%? the first time. Like 100%? 117%. You know, a little well. like. Um, actually, I have more There's to do. more. <laughs> um, but uh, I've played, I got a Wii when I was in college, and I played the shit out of Twilight Princess to the end. And I've played most of Skyward Sword, although I can't be sure because I think our friend Johnny played my file of Skyward Sword. So when I went back in to play it again, I was like, I think I'm a lot further along than I thought I was. Um, So I'd say like I'm a two and a half. I know characters pretty well. And I read a creepypasta about a cursed version of Majora's Mask once. So I think I know a lot about that. All right. That's where I'm at. What are we talking about about it? So again, we're going to talk about why would a entire population keep their money in pots? <laughs> in fairness, there doesn't appear to be banks in the games that I've played. So They also don't seem super distressed when he just goes around their house breaking things open. So, yeah, one of the... I have two angles from it, um, and I will preface them both. The first one that we'll talk about first is that there's no FDIC... Uh, in Hyrule. Cool. <laughs> and the second one is that they're all phenomenal budgeters who love Dave Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I don't like know where idea. to start. I really like the idea of Dave Ramsey existing in this world. <laughs> Mostly because he'd have a fun hat. He would have a fun hat <laughs> and probably a chicken. Go on. So let's talk about there's no FDIC in Hyrule. FDIC insurance in Hyrule. So what is FDIC insurance? 
Um, it is the government insurance on your bank account. So basically, there's going to be a little bit of history here, and there's going to be some It's a Wonderful Life references, so <laughs> everybody just buckle in. This is going to be the whole gamut, y'all. <laughs> so do you remember in It's a Wonderful Life when they talk about a bank run and Jimmy Stewart has to not go on his honeymoon and he has to wander back to his savings and loan and like start giving people out money who all like ran into his bank? Yeah, because they're okay. all worried that there's... That their money their won't money. be there. Yeah, that the bank's going to go bankrupt and take all their money. Okay. Right. Okay. So the way a bank works, they take your money, but they only keep a small portion of it, and they lend out the rest. They may give people mortgages and personal loans and credit cards and all sorts of other things, right? And so they only keep the amount of money that they think they need for like, oh, Damon came in and wanted to take $100 out of his bank or you know, do whatever he needed to do. So if they run out of money, they need to sell some of their assets or whatever they need to do at a discount because they need that money immediately. And if they do that too often, they can get insolvent and then they can go out of business and people's savings disappear. So this happened in the 20s and 30s. Right. Yeah. Banks went insolvent. People's money disappeared. But... Guess what happens then? People panic, and there's a run on the bank. So what happens is, hey, I found out that Bank of America went insolvent, and everybody lost their money. Well, what am I going to do? Yeah, I know that's a huge example, but... <laughs> redacted. Went insolvent. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> X Bank went out of business. I'm um, just going to record myself saying, redacted. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put that mailbag clip over it. Yeah, mailbag. <laughs> mailbag. Went out of business, and... Um, um, so yeah, let's say, a, and, and actually in reality, in the time, there was more small local banks. So a small local bank would go out of business, but your friend, your neighbor, your whomever would lose all of their savings. So what would you do? You'd go to your bank to take all of your money out because you didn't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. But because you did that, the whole your bank was more again. likely to go insolvent and your friends would see that. And they also had money in that bank and they'd be like, well, if they're going to take it out, the bank's more likely to go insolvent, which makes me more at risk. So I'm going to take my money out and I'm going to take their, then their cousin and oh their uncle. Gosh. So literally there was, the reason they're called bank runs is there were thousands of people that would run to the banks to try to take be first in all line. of their money out, which would cause the bank obviously then to go insolvent and close. And so that's what happens in It's a Wonderful Life. He has X amount of dollars, and that's why he's trying to convince people to take less than their whole life savings because he's like, hey, I don't have more money, and if I run out of things, I have to sell it at a discount. Potter, the evil guy in there, would buy it at the discount. He'd wind up running the savings and loan and shutting it down, and the whole thing would collapse, and that's the end of it. But if he doesn't run out of money, he doesn't have to close or sell anything at a discount. So that's why he's like... Hey, Meredith, you have $600 in the bank, but can't you get along like with 50 bucks till next week when Joe makes his mortgage payment and we can put it in our bank? That's that. Okay. Okay. That's the thing that happened. So the government said that's a terrible idea and scary and like and the ruined our banking yeah. system. Yeah. So let's, hey, maybe not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So they did a couple of things. One, they created reserve requirements. A bank is now required to keep a certain amount of its money in liquid cash to lend out to people. Back in the day, they didn't have that amount. So you could just leave 50 bucks in the account, in the bank, if you really wanted to. 
um, the bank could, and they could loan everything else out. Oof. In theory, they make a lot more money that way because everything's generating interest, but it doesn't take much to run you out of money. Sure. So now you're required to keep a certain, a bank is required to keep a certain amount of its assets liquid, essentially. But the bigger thing they did is they created FDIC insurance. Federal Depository Insurance, I think it's corporation, whatever. It's a type of insurance that the federal government guarantees your money in the bank. So if your bank goes out of business, the federal government will make you whole. So even if your bank goes away, your money doesn't. Because you have that protection, you're less likely to run on the bank and pull out all your money. Which means Because you're bank. not so worried about your bank going out of business. It's only an issue if somehow the federal government goes out of business. Oof. Which bigger problems. Yeah, correct. <laughs> it's a per bank thing. And it's up to $250,000. Per person? Per person, per bank. Okay. Okay. So, like, if I had $200,000 at Chase and $200,000 at Bank of America, both would be protected in theory. Um, It's also, you're kind of like joint and your single could be separate. Oh. So, like, you could have, me and my wife could have a $500,000 joint account each have a $250,000 separate account and cover a million. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So because there's now, two be people clear, on the joint account, it's... Right. We okay. each get... Our, our joint one is covered and our separate ones are covered kind of separately. Now, gotcha. to be clear, my wife and I don't have that. But we could, in theory. <laughs> Boy, would that be nice. Wouldn't it be great? Um, it does not protect against fraud. Oh. It only protects against, like, bank going out of business. Okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't protect investment companies or brokerages. There is a separate type of insurance that protects that, but it's not FDIC, and we'll call, talk about that one day. You just weirdly winked at me when you said I, that. That's because I was trying to get the word FDIC out, and as people notice, I struggled with FDIC. Um, hey. <laughs> what up, Liz? Um, and it's based on account type, so you could potentially get more. So you could have your... Bank account protected for a certain amount, your IRA protected for a certain amount, and your trust protected for a separate amount and have just a whole lot of money protected. But the point is... Separate. All this said, it's protected. So, in Hyrule, in most of the games, but certainly in the one that I know well, which is Ocarina of Time, which is the best one... (laughs) I really want to play that. (laughs) There has been a violent overthrow of the government. By Ganondorf. Seems typical yeah. of this game series. He steals the princess away. So if the government just crashed, in theory, your FDIC protection went away in Hyrule. Oh. So everyone ran on the banks, took out all the money they could. And put it in all their earthenware jars. put it in earthenware jars. <laughs> Easily throwable earthenware jars or buried it in their weird grass fields. Well, if you want to go even further... In theory, they took out money, and Hyrule had some sort of fiat currency, which means faith currency, which is like what we have, where <laughs> there's no gold standard, like it's just paper, but you believe it's worth something. Okay, because you then said fiat currency. And fiat is like, the name of it. Okay, but it made me think of those cars. <laughs> like no. the car corporation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Uh, fiat currency is a currency backed only by the faith in the thing in that's fiats. putting it out. In yep. fiats. In fiats, yep. yeah. Faith in fiats. So when they got rid of gold in Fort Knox, they just put a ton of fiats in the vaults. <laughs> in fiat we trust, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
But so it's possible that either they just always used rupees or what's possible is everyone took their money out, no longer trusted the currency, bought they had, precious gems, oh, and now are and using those. buried to, them in the park. And buried them in the park. buried them in the park. Correct. Oh. So they had coins with Zelda's face on it, and then Correct. she got dethroned. So they went. They were like, "Fuck this." They were like, "Well, we okay. don't know if these are going to be worth anything with the new Ganondorf coins coming out. So we're just going to go buy gems and bury them in the park, and/or put them in our earthenware jars." The Ganondorf coins burn my skin when I hold them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, that makes sense. It's like the stuffing your money in a mattress, but. Literally, like, literally. I yeah. mean, that's why a but lot of depression. Instead, era... you bought precious gems and you buried them in the park. Right. right. That's why depression era people, and I'm not going to use the Damon depression survivors, which I think you used once many Did episodes you say ago. Depression survivors. Yeah. They survived <laughs> with 95 percent of the population. But anyway, it was a. It was. It wasn't a lot of lethal trouble, but they it was talk true. about it a lot. That's. <laughs> but but like other people who I mean, there's not many of them left now, unfortunately. But like people who went through the depression as a lot of us know, like put money in their mattress or in a coffee can or whatever because they didn't trust the banks. And so that's what these Hyruleans did. Yeah. And often they have like some strange ideas about what food is. Yeah, that too. The, the depression survivors? Depression survivors. Maybe Hyruleans. I don't think we ever I see them they eat, eat very often. No. I think you see like nondescript meat on pits and whatnot. Yes, yeah. so, And you fish, yeah. so. No, that's true. But you namely like catch the Gorons eat yeah, rocks. Yeah, I was gonna say. Although <laughs> you can catch a fish because you got to get. Uh, what's his name? Java 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 Java. Thank you. Yeah. Open his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love these games. They're so fun. They are so fun. I might have to start playing Ocarina of Time again soon. Absolutely. On the twenty seventh. We're gonna try on the twenty seventh. We're gonna try and get a switch sometime so we can play mm. um, Breath of the Wild. Yep. Because it buddy sounds so good. Is super into it. <sighs> it's beautiful. So. Is there stuff that we could take away from this for, like, daily life now? We're about to, because remember, that was option one. Oh. Option two is Hyruleans are all great at budgeting and love Dave Ramsey. Oh, yeah, Dave Ramsey. Okay. So, <laughs> this, I think, is the more perplexing one for me, personally. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> they all have nice houses. So, if you'll notice, they tend to keep money in all their jars, not in one jar. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they often keep oh, different amounts talking? in <laughs> different jars. Budgeting. It's the envelope system, baby. Oh, Dan, tell everybody what envelope budgeting is. <laughs> yes. So envelope budgeting is the idea that, especially for your variable expenses, so not like rent and um, you know car payment and things like that, but for things like groceries and dining out and clothes, that you should set yourself a weekly allowance in cash, and you should set that cash into different envelopes or drawers or jars or whatever it is so that like when you need grocery money you take it out of your grocery allowance and when you need clothes money you take it out of your clothes allowance and when you need going out with your friends money you take it out of your so you put it in different envelopes and that's where that expression came from and this is a favorite of one mr dave ramsey um tm <laughs> not think is so. he? to his tm not we don't we don't own no, 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 I'm just, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Just for I, the visual. I like, don't yeah. make intellectual yeah. property that is Dave yes. Ramsey. <laughs> and I don't... There are people who, who Dave Ramsey works really well for. Mm -hmm. I think he's a little fanatical. I'm not actually a, a super huge fan. Sorry, Dave, if you're listening. So but. he has a... He has a 
Christian budgeting guy or just a general budgeting guy? He is a mm-hmm. personal finance guy. He is very Christian. Okay, I was going to um, say, because I know that there's like that, um, what's that called? The like prosperity gospel movement yeah. that's super into him. Yep. He is very Christian. My problem with him is not that. I mean, do what you want to do oh, yeah, religiously. Whatever. My problem is he's like super, super, super anti-debt, which oh. I'm fine with in general, but like to the point of like, Buy a house in cash. Don't oh. get a mortgage. And it's like, well, that doesn't work for many people. No. How? And like, don't ever have a credit card. I'm like, no, use it and pay it off. But if you never have one, you'll never establish credit. And again, his argument would be, well, well if you it doesn't buy matter because you're buying you a house in cash. Right, sure. like, I just. But how do you buy a house in cash? I'm what also, do you do in the interim when you're building up the cash to buy a house? Right. And I'm also a fan of like, hey, cash can work really well to change your spending habits because it makes you very intentional of what you're spending. Mm-hmm. But like at some point, you're probably going to want a more electronic and you want to automate, you know, automate some to savings, maybe automate between a fixed account and a variable account. Maybe you still want to carry cash for certain expenses that you know you'll get yourself into trouble if you're not careful. Like I'm all that, but like every Monday for the rest of your life, taking out cash and putting it in envelopes in a set amount Again, it depends, and I work with younger urban people, but, like, in my experience, that works for a while, but it doesn't work forever. Mm-hmm. And you need to kind of graduate from that system into something a little bit more automated and steady and regular and that you don't have to then all... And certain things you can't, right? Like, you can't with li- ride-sharing sort of things, right? right? And you yeah. can't with certain other things. So, like, how do you balance that? So, like... Now, you could do things like, hey, buy a gift card, because the principle is the same of, I started with $50, I have 30 left, I know how much I'm dealing with. Like, that's really where cash helps you, is seeing how much you have left, mm-hmm. and being able to, like, ration yourself throughout the week, where it's like, hey, I gave myself $60 a week for dining out, and it's Wednesday, and I only have 30 left, well, I spent half in two days, and I know I have the weekend coming up, I don't, I shouldn't spend anything Thursday, Friday. Like, that I understand. But you can do that with a gift card, too, where it's just you see what you have left. I'm just not a huge fan. Like, he's very fanatical of, like, any debt is wrong. Yeah. And, like, same with he's, like, pay down all of your student loans immediately as soon as you can. And I'm like, I'm I, I'm into that. They're debt. But, like, don't skip retirement where you could be making 9% to pay down a 3% student loan. Right. Yeah. You can't take out a loan for retirement. Like, sorry, that's just not how it works. So, anyway... No, that's good to think about because it, it like it is a helpful method if you as with everything, just use it in moderation. Like mm-hmm. the especially if you have a hard time keeping track of what you're spending, putting it into envelopes and like being done when you run out of money mm-hmm. in that envelope is a good way to train yourself. Yep. But you're right, like that isn't sustainable, especially if you like you've got a family or you want to buy things on the internet. Like yeah. you need a better way. Yeah, like yeah, if Amazon costs 80% of what everything else costs, are you just going to never use it? Right. I mean, that seems silly too. So I think it's a great way to force yourself to focus on your spending habits and to like change those as needed. But like more as a money detox than a lifestyle. Yep. Yeah. That's my thought. And at the end of the day, like any money habit is only beneficial if you, if it, if you are able to adhere to it. Totally. You know, and like, if this is like I'm gonna get a hundred dollars out of the ATM on Monday, and get that broken down into very specific like dollar amounts that I can put in my envelopes, like you know you're gonna have the half an hour, forty five minutes to do that every Monday forever. I don't think so. 
This goes like, back to like what we talked about in our um, podcast, our guest spot on MBSing. Which you should go listen to if you haven't. If you have everybody. It was yeah. great. We were on MBSing <laughs> with uh, Mary Beth Smith, and she has a phenomenal, lovely podcast where she just converses with her guests in a really frank and honest way. We but had anyway. a really good conversation over there. Yeah. But we, we were, were talking about like how tools are only useful if you like if you're not spending all of your time making the tool work. Yeah, well, it's like I do this a lot to myself and I know it where I have a very productive day where I spend all day rearranging the pencils on my desk. Right. Yeah. You didn't and make I think any you forward mentioned progress. That. Yeah, where it's like yeah. I spend a lot of time thinking about a thing, but I didn't actually take any one step. Right. Yeah. And that's what I worry sometimes cash can be where it's like, "Oh, well, I have now all these envelopes with a bunch of different cash." And every week I run out of an envelope too early and then I have to pull out a savings and it's like, well. Or you have all those envelopes or you use your credit card. Right. Like analyze what caused you to run out of it and try to change the behavior. Don't focus so much on just having the cash. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no, there's no benefit in just like, you know, uh, like flogging yourself for not for failing at this every week. Yeah. Because that's only going to make you break the habit. Well, that's, I get that all the time where people come in and they've started using like a budgeting app, for example, and they're like, I am a ba- I'm bad at budgeting. And I'm like, well, why do you say that? And they're like, well, I looked at my app every week for the last like five weeks, and sometimes I was good, sometimes I was bad. I've been bad like three weeks in a row. I'm bad at budgeting. I'm like, you're not budgeting. Yeah. You're tracking your spending, and that's a good habit to get Step into. One. But if I know I didn't go to the gym last week, I tracked my workouts it's not going to make me go to the gym next week. I need to do something different. I have to promise someone I'm going to meet them there. I have to put on my clothes. I have to pay money to sign up for a class to get me motivated. I don't care what it is. I have to have my mom call me and make sure I'm on my way. I don't care what it is, but I have to do something knowing I didn't go or even knowing I did go. Knowing you have good habits is good too, but it doesn't it's like not the codify same anything. It doesn't make anything thing. purposeful. Yeah. It doesn't make anything longstanding. It just means like, hey, I had a good week. Okay. So all these, yeah, take the next step now. Right. So, oh, you had a good week. What did you do? Oh, you went to the grocery store once and nothing spoiled. Now book out a time every week to go to the grocery store once so nothing spoils. Or opposite, I don't care. You went every day. Yeah. Or, yeah, sorry, you went once and and then you bought in bulk. Or you went every day and nothing spoiled. I don't care which one happened. But if that helps you stick to your budget, now do that every time. Yeah. Learn learn from it and then adapt with it. Yeah. You took five too many Ubers that were $5 each. Okay, well, block out for your last 20 minutes of work because you're always running late to your workout class. You took one Uber that was $30 too much, meet that friend in the middle or get a closer gym or do whatever you have to do to like not make that a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, or budget for when that kind of thing would maybe yeah, come up. Exactly. Yeah. Or take, yeah, take less lifts other places knowing that that one's going to be a permanent thing or whatever. Yeah. Huh. So you think the Hyrulians so, are doing a good job? So the in relation to the prosperity gospel, what does it mean that this strange man comes into your house and takes all your money? <laughs> like, well, I feel so, like there's many places I could go there. but <laughs> So perhaps the Hyrulians are phenomenal budgeters who have adopted the way of one Dave Ramsey um, and therefore have an excellently developed uh, envelope system. The problem with that <laughs> well, link? actually, the problem with either of these is this is a middle eve, medieval level of technology kingdom. So in either case, Link is an armed robber. And he comes yeah. in with a sword, breaks open your private like stash, takes it, and leaves. The sword isn't even the deadliest thing he has on him. It doesn't change oh, no. the he fact that... He has bombs. It doesn't <laughs> change the fact that like 
He is an armed robber. He comes into your house when he doesn't have anything at all, picks up pots, throws them at your son, and then takes the gem and leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Or runs around with a chicken in his arms and jumps now, off see, high Are you not the good guy? I think you're not I don't the good think you're guy. A good now, see, guy. This is why we need to defend our right to everyone have a sword in their home. I'm sorry, uh, I can't with uh, this. <laughs> but it is like it is like uh, Link is only a hero to the upper class in this game series. Yeah, he saves the royalty. Everyone else, he just kind of like robs blind. He creates and... a gigantic depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what's the evidence that, I mean, like in most games, Zelda is abducted like either at the beginning or shortly thereafter. So here's the question. Is this conscription? Is she like, hey, you have to save me? So is he just going around and being like, once I get Zelda back, go to the castle mm. and they'll make reparations? It no, isn't the- Skyward Sword. Because you are like a military kid. Like you're in this like weird military academy in the sky and the earth is like a place you cannot go because it's been closed off by evil mists. And she gets taken and they're like, oh, a hole opened up in the evil mist and you're her best friend. So why not send a child? Yeah. He's almost graduated. In Ocarina, it's uh, it's like a divine right thing where like the gods tell you like, oh, she is the princess. You have to like restore order to the. I think that happens which is true. But it still doesn't mean that she has like, you know, a good like uh, like civil justice system or anything. Well, like, and also there's uh, some very dutiful guards in well, I guess, okay, never mind. It's a timeline thing because there's no guards in the future and there mm-hmm. are guards in the past. Because I was just thinking, like, why can't you oh, just convince of some of the guards to, like, help you? You can apparently conscript from local people, but all the guards are like, ah, yeah, we're not going to help. But I guess in the past she hasn't been abducted yet and in the future she has, which, for those of you who have never played this game, you play it in two timelines. Like, one is an adult and one is a kid. <gasps> That's so cool. Yeah. <sighs> have you ever played Ocarina of Time? No, I was a PlayStation oh. kid. We got to change that. Yeah, we'll work on it. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Sometimes you have to switch back uh, just to climb through a hole. Yeah. That's So that you can dumb. turn things on. That's dumb. Or like plant a seed that grows into a vine or like random other things. Oh, I love that yeah. though. Oh, man. It's a perfect game. In it, Twilight it literally Princess, you turn into a dog. The, the perfect game. game. That's yeah. Been created. And you like, you dig stuff and you can smell things. And so, in Skyward Sword, you can use a dowsing rod. So. <laughs> I have a real admission. Last time I tried to turn on my N64, it turned on, but I couldn't get it to like show a picture on my screen. And I turned it off and I've been too scared. I'm like, oh, it's, it's a one off thing. I need to like blow on it or like get it's it. It's fine. It's the, you need an adapter for super text. But I feel like I've played it on that TV before. Uh, Maybe I don't you know. Need a new I had one. difficulty with this one. Okay. And I similarly. I mean, it was the night that we were super uh, toasted and we were trying to turn it on at like oh, four in the right. morning. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> um, I kind of don't. Uh, <laughs> I remember it vaguely, but I'm like, so after the 26th when my test is done, I'm going to turn it back on and if it's not working, I'm going to panic and then I'll be calling you, Damon, to it's figure come out how to fix it. borrow our thing and see if it's just that. And if it Deal. is just that, then you can buy an extra one. We don't have an adapter. We don't have an adapter? No. I, it turned out I have similarly been too scared to go and uh, retry it. Wait, but we got it to work. No, I didn't. You totally played Rampage just oh, the God. only way I ever saw it. Do we have no and working at 64s between us? No. We can it's make right. it We can get a CRT for like okay, $5 somewhere. <laughs> you, hold, you hold tight, buddy. All right. Last important thing here. Not for nothing, but at least in Ocarina of Time, the funeral rites in Hyrule 
are very similar to the Egyptians where you bury your dead with your valuables. Because oh. when you kill all the zombies, they spit out coins. Oh. That or makes the sense. the skeletons. I feel like you wind up doing a lot of like dungeon and crypt crawling in Zelda games and you do wind up with like a fair amount of reward for going down and murdering undead things. Yeah. But specifically like in Ocarina of Time, anytime it's night, little skeletons come up and attack you, but every single one of them drops a coin and the big guys drop five. Ooh. So apparently they all get buried with their... With their monetary mindless. wealth. That could be like a river sticks thing, though. Possibly. You put oh, the yeah, coins on your on eyes, eyes to or pay the ferryman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is extra dark now that I say all that out loud. Because <laughs> yeah. you are robbing that soul of its ability. Yeah, it, to he will be in not eternal, the good guy. <laughs> it will be an internal damnation because it cannot find the afterlife, He's, thanks uh, to you. Only the good guy to now, Zelda. In, in, Zelda's, or in Link's defense there, they do come out of the ground and attack him. They you could are, just stay there and... It's self-defense. And pass their souls into the next realm. Everyone's the hero of their own story. Right. You know. I'm just saying, Link is probably okay under standard ground laws. Oh boy, <laughs> he's oh. going into their home though. Oh, and they're no, I meant okay. for the, when the undead. For the undead? Oh, okay. Yeah, because they are threatening him. Is if the people in these houses went and tried to murder him every time he picked up a pot, you'd never have enough money to buy your wooden sword to start. Yeah. <laughs> you, you start with a wooden shield. You and get then a wooden you get shield. A, a steel shield. All right. All your right. All right. Metal. No, and uh, you get a, a wooden. You have a wooden sword. In your uh, little one. I think in Twilight Princess you start. No, in Twilight Princess, I think you start in jail. No. Yeah. Not in the... Because you have to go through that little thing in uh, the forest, like a little maze to get your sword. It's like the sword of the yeah, yeah, fairy yeah. people, but that one's metal. But there, there is a proto one before that. There's like a really there's a really crappy one that you mm. use just to like get around certain stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Now I have to go play it again. <laughs> this just, I just want to be wrong so I can go play it again. <laughs> Yeah. I'll have to find out by playing all of these Yeah, games. by playing all the game all the time. <laughs> Man, this is a lot about budgeting and stuff like that. So major takeaway here, uh, envelope budgeting is a nice way to uh, separate out your finances and get a good picture of what you're doing, mm-hmm. but is maybe not a sustainable long-term thing. And if you do it too long, a man will come into your house <laughs> and rip up all your envelopes and take your money away. And, <laughs> if there's, a depression and there's nothing on, you can do to stop him. <laughs> and if there's a depression on and your bank's not insured, going on a run in the bank just screws over your neighbors, but also the bank did but a bad job you. and protects you. So then go bury it in the park. Uh, park. But if you leave it there long enough, a young man will come and cut down all your grass and as payment will take your life savings. He should get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't he have a job? His He's job got is a rescuing house? the princess. That doesn't pay. I mean, he, like in the end, kind of. But then he goes back to his little hut and he's like, I'll just keep stealing stuff from my neighbors. I love Ocarina of Time, but like she's a badass warrior in the future. Like, oh, yeah, the game should have been about her. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I have so many questions about her and also why she didn't just like help her own damn self. Rescue herself. There really was a whole series of tweets. She also has a Triforce. Like, yeah, she is one of the three most powerful people in this world in many ways. There was a whole series of tweets, I know I've talked about this before, where someone was like, ah, I'm playing Legend of Zelda, look at me go, I'm Zelda, the girl one, and like, playing as Link, and everybody in the internet is like, um, actually. (laughs) And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Why would they call it Legend of Zelda if Zelda's just the princess who gets stuck someplace and you gotta go rescue her and you never see her again? You're the one doing stuff. Zelda's clearly the boy one. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I will say in Super Smash Brothers, um, in certain games they have they've always had Link, who is one of my favorites in the N sixty four version. He's always I'm taller than everyone else. Technically a Samus one, Samus person, oh. but. They then eventually put Zelda in as well. And Zelda is chic in like the Wii oh, version. Yeah. Or not Wii version. Is it Wii version? I don't know. She kicks ass. Chic yeah. is really cool. She's super fast and really good. I've never played with her, but I've looked at the Wikipedia and she seems real cool. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I read the book instead of playing the game. <laughs> oh, I'm going to dump your books. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so... That's it for us. This has been Make Believe Money. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Check her out at charlesemiller.com um, and buy her album or listen to it on Spotify. Cabriolet. Um, find us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Give us a nice rating and review. That always helps. Let three people who don't know about this podcast know about this podcast. Download it for them and make them listen. Um, I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've Ben Dan? Don't be afraid. <laughs> Do you think that's the voice Link uses when he goes into someone's house with a sword? I'm taking your money. I'm I need taking... it for princesses. <laughs> I'm saving the princess. <laughs> Sugar water. <laughs> uh, catch yeah. us next time. Ooh, can we make a Zelda game where it's the whole I love you, I know bit just because it's, you know, you saving a princess? I feel like that's I was how gonna it goes. Take, he just doesn't talk. I was going to say, let's take the let's take a Zelda game and we set it in 1780. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.